Today is the 12th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is great to be here with you today. I've been just kind of hanging out here at the Global Campfire. And it's a beautiful place. And it's a beautiful time as we gather together to take the next step forward in the scriptures. And uh, we have now, in the book of Genesis, met Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham has died at 175 years old. And so his story, although the reverberations of his story continue to echo all the way until now, his earthly story ended. He was buried in the cave of Machpelah next to his wife, Sarah, And so now we have moved into the the next generations, Isaac and Rebecca, who have had twin boys, Jacob and Esau. And so we've met Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we'll continue the story. Today, Genesis chapter 26, verse 17 through 27, verse 46. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Arar, where he settled. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died, and he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Harar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, The water is ours. So he named the well Isek, because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. From there, he went up to Beersheba. That night, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant, Abraham. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent, and there his servants dug a well. Meanwhile, Abimelech had come to him from Harar with Ahuzath, his personal advisor, and Phicol, the commander of his forces. Isaac asked him, Why have you come to me, since you were hostile to me and sent me away? They answered, We saw clearly that the Lord was with you, so we said, There ought to be a sworn agreement between us, between us and you. Let us make a treaty with you that you will do us no harm, just as we did not harm you, but always treated you well and sent you away peacefully. And now you are blessed by the Lord. Isaac then made a feast for them, and they ate and drank. Early the next morning, the men swore an oath to each other. Then Isaac sent them on their way, and they went away peacefully. 
That day, Isaac's servants came and told him about the well they had dug. They said, we found water. He called it Sheba. And to this day, the name of the town has been Beersheba. When Esau was 40 years old, he married Judith, daughter of Beeri the Hittite, and also Bazemath, daughter of Elon the Hittite. They were a source of grief to Isaac and Rebekah. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the days of my death. Now then, get your equipment, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. Now, Rebekah was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats so I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, But my brother Esau is a hairy man, while I have smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. His mother said to him, My son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. Go and get them for me. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and she prepared some tasty food, just the way his father liked it. Then Rebekah took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son, Jacob. She also covered his hands and the smooth part of his neck with goatskins. Then she handed to her son Jacob the tasty food and the bread she had made. He went to his father and said, My father. Yes, my son, he answered. Who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, How did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God gave me success, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to his father Isaac, who touched him and said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he proceeded to bless him. Are you really my son Esau? He asked. I am, he replied. 
Then he said, My son, bring me some of your game to eat so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him and he ate. And he brought some wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you heaven's dew and earth's richness, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers. And may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. After Isaac finished blessing him, and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He too prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. Then he said to him, My father, please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. His father Isaac asked him, Who are you? I am your son, he answered, your firstborn, Esau. Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came, and I blessed him. And indeed, he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me too, my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, Isn't he rightly named Jacob? This is the second time he has taken advantage of me. He took my birthright, and now he's taken my blessing. Then he asked, Haven't you reserved any blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, I have made him lord over you, and have made all his relatives his servants, and I have sustained him with grain and new wine. So what can I possibly do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father. Then Esau wept aloud. His father Isaac answered him, Your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven above. You will live by the sword, and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. When Rebekah was told what her older son Esau had said, she sent for her younger son Jacob and said to him, your brother Esau is planning to avenge himself by killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say. Flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him for a while until your brother's fury subsides. 
when your brother is no longer angry with you and forgets what you did to him, I'll send word for you to come back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebecca said to Isaac, I'm disgusted with living because of these Hittite women. If Jacob takes a wife from among the women of this land, from Hittite women like these, my life will not be worth living. Matthew 9, 1 through 17. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier, to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to man. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Psalm 10, 16 through 18. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You, Lord, 
hear the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed, so that mere earthly mortals will never again strike terror. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Okay, so we spent our time in Genesis today learning about Jacob and Esau and watching their uh, their story and seeing how there would be enmity between the two of them. We're also seeing that this first family, this origin family, the origin story of the Hebrew people that affect, not only affect, but wrote down the Bible we're able to observe that they are fully human people and we've been able to observe like some shrewd trickery over the generations. So we watched Abraham go to Egypt and say that his wife was actually his sister and we saw the commotion that that caused. It ultimately enriched Abraham. We watched Abraham and Sarah go to Arar and to King Abimelech and do the same thing again. Then we saw Isaac be born, the child of promise. And after he gets married, they go to King Abimelech and Harar and do the same thing. They end up having kids, Jacob and Esau. And we read the story of the shrewd, cunning goings on for Jacob to get the birthright and the inheritance, the blessing of his father, which has infuriated Esau. And as we leave the story today, Esau is planning to just wait it out. His dad, Isaac, is about to die. He'll wait it out, he'll mourn, and then he will end Jacob's cunning shrewdness toward him because he will kill Jacob. Their mom, Rebecca, learns about the plot. She tells Jacob, you've got to get out of here. I can't lose everybody. Like, I can't lose you both on the same day. You've got to get out of here. You've got to go back to my family. And so that is what Jacob is going to do go back to her family. He's going back to the same family that Abraham's servant had gone to to find her in the first place. So she's sending her son back to the family. And Jacob is about to get a bit of a taste of his own medicine. But even as we watch all of the humanness embedded in all of these stories, we see people who are amazing and also broken, like everybody else, including us. And we're seeing God 
come to this group of people in this family and say, I want to bless the whole world through you. Like if you will trust in what I am laying out before you, if we can be partners in this, if we can be covenantal partners in this, even greater than just an agreement, if we can be like married to each other in this, then you can rest assured that I will be with you. I will watch over you. You will be the conduit through which my plans are revealed and unfold. You will be my hands and feet. And my intention isn't to build a club of people. My intention is to bless the whole world and reveal myself through your testimony. Us understanding that that's what we're reading here, this origin, the beginning of a story that is the whole Bible long. Then when we find all kinds of confusing things, we're like, why would they do that? Or why would God do this? Or how, you know, what, what's going on? We can remember where this all started and what the goal is to bless the world through God's people. And then for us to begin to understand that Jew or Gentile, as believers, as followers of Jesus, we are invited into the same collaboration to be set apart and holy to God, to be in covenant with God, to, to be deeply intertwined like a marriage, a commitment to God, walking with God, revealing who God is and what God is like and blessing the whole world. This is how he, this is how he reassembles what is broken. And he wants to do it in partnership with us. Understanding that that is like one of the big stories of the Bible will, like if we can get this kind of clear in our minds as we're going forward right here at the beginning, then we will always be rooted to the larger story that is being told. And so, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that you put back together what has been broken, like you don't discard and just dump away you don't give up hope. You continue to pursue. And we are all recipients of that grace and mercy and your pursuit in our lives. Help us to know that this is the posture we are supposed to be living with. That that, that is how we live outwardly toward others because that is your heart toward humanity. And you have invited others us to be a part of the story of revealing who you are and what you are like. Help us to be aware of that and to take it seriously. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It is the website. It is where you find out what's going on around here. 
And as I say most every day, you can find out what's going on around here by downloading the Daily Audio Bible app and taking the journey from there. Just search for Daily Audio Bible at whatever app store works with your device and, uh, and jump in and take the journey. And while you're checking things out, check out the, the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are a number of resources in the shop for the journey that we are on in a number of different categories. For example, there's a music and film category in there. So there's music from the Daily Audio Bible, music from a lot of music from Jill. But also in there are some different film projects, including Promised Land, um, which you can download. And Promised Land is a project that we developed over many years in Israel, filming in Israel year after year as we um, as we made the pilgrimage to Israel each year and uh, with all kinds of stayovers and just trying to access a lot of different places that are identified archaeologically and biblical in nature but are really not accessible so much of the well I mean there's no there's no rock over there that doesn't have some kind of history to it but a number of the places from from ancient Israel that have been been identified are not like you need a four wheel drive to get to them. They're not easily accessible. And so they're not visited that much. And so we, we set out on a journey to um, kind of bring some of those places a lot more near and allow them to be seen at all. And so um, promised land, the essential pilgrims edition is, if I'm not mistaken, 70 it's, it's, 70 plus different locations that we've filmed and they're little vignettes. They're like two, three minutes long, but they kind of give you a whole lot more than just a static picture would. And that was kind of the idea. I've seen so many of these places before I ever went to Israel in different books and stuff, but you just get a picture and that's awesome. Awesome. It's helpful. But as I was in the land and kind of, walking around and turning myself in a 360 degree view and looking at places. I'm like, man, I wish I, w- I wish we could do more comprehensive than just a static picture. And so that's what we set out to do was bring the places near, especially some of these most famous places where so such important things in the Bible happen. So you can find that that's a, a digital download. So you would, uh, buy it and then download it and unzip it and then you can kind of watch watch these different places and uh, kind of just immerse yourself a little deeper in the land where the Bible happened and associate the land with the stories and uh, yeah, promised land. You can find that in the um, music and film category. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible if us coming around the global campfire together as a community each day and having a place, uh, a little oasis of peace to allow God's word to speak into our lives, if that has been life-giving to you, then thank you for being life-giving. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Where the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. 
And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, uh, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or there are a number of numbers that you can dial depending on where you are in the world. If you are in the Americas, 877-942-4253 is the number to call. If you are in the UK or Europe, 4420360880078 is the number to dial. And if you are in Australia or that part of the world, 6138820549 is the number to call. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, my name is Bentley, and my uncle is diagnosed with cancer. And I, it's been a hard time for my family. And can, can you just pray that a miracle happens and the cancer kind of just goes away and that people pray and whoever good, and it goes away. We pray. Thank you for this. Please and thank you. Hi, DAB fam. This is Kate from New Zealand. I've been listening for two years now, and what a difference. This, um, this whole podcast has been a, an anchor. Like the Word of God is an anchor, anchor for my soul when I'm being buffeted, which has happened a lot in the last two years. But it's like, it's like that anchor it, regardless of what's happening on the surface of the water, the anchor is strong and sure and it never changes. And the other thing is, coming here is like coming into a, under a shower, like a waterfall. You walk under it and you get absolutely um, drenched and the Word of God does this. It, it drenches you and all the stuff gets slowed off, all the rubbish gets washed away and you're left with a clarity and a, a sense of peace and purpose and a refreshing that you don't get anywhere else. I'm so grateful for people who have the courage to ring and call in and say the things that are bothering them are completely humble and honest about their weaknesses and their needs and the others that are in that place too, but still call in and offer prayer for others who are in a similar situation. We don't go through anything for nothing. I love the way God uses his economy. Uh, the things we go through are a stepping point, a platform to provide comfort for others. And that's been true in my life too. Very grateful for being a part of this family. Thank you. Hello, my DAB family. This is Chicago Peg. And I'm calling in specifically for Ashley from California. And I'm lifting up your nine-year-old son, Jackson. And, oh my gosh, went in the hospital on Christmas Eve. And when you called on New Year's Eve, he's still in the hospital with fevers and other complications with his leukemia and all these things going on with your wonderful son. Heavenly Father, 
we come together in the name of Jesus, in the merciful, gracious name of Jesus. Jehovah Rapha, our healer, we lift up Jackson to you. We pray for your favor over him. Please give the doctors wisdom in every test they're doing with every person connected to Jackson's care. We pray, Father, for your mighty, merciful, loving hands over Jackson's life and for Ashley to please give her peace, give her strength for this whole family, even the whole household. I lift them up in prayer with thanksgiving to you. Father, we love to praise you. We love giving you praise. We love you in our lives. And we thank you, Father, even now we begin to thank you for what we believe you to do in Jesus' name. And always being thankful for this DAB family. I love you, DAB family. Thank you for enriching my life. Thank you, Harden family. Hallelujah. Rejoicing in the Lord. Lifting up his grace. Lifting up his praise. Oh, all right. <laughs> praising God as the, even the time runs out, I'll keep praising him. Amen and hallelujah. Hi, this is Voice in Northern Nevada. Calling in and asking for prayer for the first time. Um, yesterday was the end of uh, end of the week for most people, but uh, I work, I'm headed to work again today, and I'm I'm just asking for prayer because I'm physically, mentally at the end of my rope as far as this work goes. I've been working 12 to 14 hour days. Um, six days a week and sometimes even on Sunday trying to keep up with all of the Amazon deliveries and they just kind of dumped it on us and uh, we've been trying struggling through but it's gotten to a point where it's completely overwhelming and unsustainable and I'm just asking for prayer uh, that I would God would get me through this that's all I'm asking for just to get me through it um, yeah, it's, uh, the weather and everything has all, all been contributing, but yesterday was a, a pretty unique day where I could really tell that I was being attacked because things were happening one after the other that were just too obvious to ignore. And so I'm asking for prayer, if, if you guys would. Um, I really appreciate it. God bless you. And I am thankful for this community. Hello, fellow Dabbers. Um, this is Sarah from South Texas. And this is my first time calling in. Um, I had started this program a couple years back, but I lost track of it. And so this year I decided I wanted to go through the whole thing. So here I am. Um, as I was catching up today, I heard Ashley from South California talk about how her son, Jackson, I think his name is, was in the hospital since Christmas Eve and through New Year's Eve. So I wanted to extend my hope and love and support to them because me and my sister, we had ALL whenever we were younger and it was hard. I mean, I don't remember much of the things that happened in the hospital or afterwards, but I remember stories from my mom and how hard it was for her. So I want to, ex I just want to pray for y'all. And I know that with God's help, y'all can get through this. 
I just, you and your son are on our prayer list and we pray for strength and courage that Jackson beats this. And we know, we believe he will with God's help. So I just wanted to say, I love y'all. I'm excited for this year and I look forward to finishing it all with y'all. So thank you um, and bless everyone.